0: All right, now for the live read of our ad, our, our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by...
1: Birthing Trenches. Birthing
0: Trenches. <laughs> Soft as a sponge and <laughs> clean as a <laughs> subway as a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Try the birthing trenches. <laughs> Are <you laughs> Use sick of offer the- code TIPSY at <laughs> checkout
2: <laughs> to, get, to get a six-foot deep trench. Normally, they birth you in a four-foot deep trench, oh but this God. one's really down there.
1: Yeah, well, it doubles as a grave.
0: Birth 10, get your 11th free. (laughs) (laughs) Come to the trench
2: where we birth all your kids.
0: Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle.
2: Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle. Disney Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey everyone, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all your favorite DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamudo and I have a lot of friends here. I'm going to introduce you to them in case you didn't know them already. We got Brandon. That's me. We got Ryan. Ryan. We got James. Hey. How's everybody doing? Good. Ryan. <laughs> I'm so glad oh, to hear sorry that. Sorry to Ryan. hear that. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, yes, we have a great movie today, but before we even get into that, we have a guest that we have to introduce. She is a friend of the show. She is currently working on a New York art podcast for 1010 Wins, which is currently unnamed question mark. That is correct. Okay. But it will have a name sometime. And as soon as it does, we will happily promote it for you. And we're so happy to have you. Please welcome Elizabeth Sherwood.
3: Hey guys. Hey, Elizabeth. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Totally.
0: Elizabeth and I used to work together at 1010 Wins, which is what Brandon.
2: Uh, I believe it's radio.
0: Yeah, which is this radio is that what uh, we're doing now?
2: Sort of, kind of. I could get into it, but we are talking into radio mics. Uh, it's basically radio, but it's never going to be live. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. We did a live episode.
0: And we should do one again.
2: Yes, that will be coming. I, whenever the next decom is that comes out, I believe it's this summer. And I want to say it's a sequel to Teen Beach Movie. So, we uh, might have to oof. do one of the teen Beach movies soon. I don't
4: know if it's the second or the third it's it's something. What and if we Did not and we went into the sequel cold ooh that would that might be better. We'll see yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, um here we are, and we're all making sounds together. Oh we're, yeah we're
3: still teens.
4: <laughs> yeah. Still teens. It's my eighteenth birthday tomorrow. Wow. We don't want a prom. <laughs> we just got done playing fortnite
3: <laughs> do 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 do. do.
2: All right. Uh so Elizabeth, you know about the show. This is a decom podcast. We would talk about Disney Channel original movies. Did you ever watch these growing up?
3: I did, I did. I basically I looked at the Wikipedia page before I got here and the ones that are actually Disney Channel original movies from the beginning to the end, I've seen basically all of them. Oh. But whoa. the ones like the one we're talking about today is kinda of before that and I had never heard of it. But we're excited to talk about it anyway. Well, wow. we're very
2: glad to hear that. You have some serious history with DCOMs, then. We're going to have to get you back on here. You yeah. should
3: Absolutely. take over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're more qualified than any of us. Eric Von Detten for life, you know? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not really sure what that is. Ryan Merriman. Oh, oh we know we who know, that is. We know Ryan.
2: Uh, Eric Von Detten uh, is yeah. Brink. Oh, Who's that? Ah, Don't worry about it. Ryan's got CTE. (laughs) Chronic traumatic pachycephalosaurus. That one. (laughs) Um, But yes, Elizabeth is absolutely right. So there is a split in the types of movies that Disney Channel had. Starting in 1997, uh, they started putting out the Disney Channel original movie. But before that, they were still producing and putting movies onto their channel under the guise of Disney Channel premiere. The movie we are talking about today... Is one of those. It is called Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme, aka. It's also called Shelley Duvall's Rock and Rhyme Land. She- R- Rhyme Land, right? Shelley Duvall's Rhyme R- R- Rock and Rhyme Land. It's got a few different names that it was released really <laughs> <stunned> under. <laughs> it at. really
1: does. Yeah. yeah. Is
2: it really? Mm-hmm. It's got so like it,
1: three different names.
2: Yeah. Um, two of them featuring Shelly Duvall's name on it. Can I Not read them because, all real quick? Yes, go ahead. Read it. Okay, them. we
1: have Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme, which is the one we're going to stick with, and then we have Shelly Duvall's Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme or Shelly Duvall's Rock in Rhyme Land.
2: So interesting. <laughs> history about this uh shelly duvall didn't actually produce this but she absolutely had a huge hand in making it happen Shelley duvall in the middle in the mid-80s put out a, sh- a show she hosted a show called fairy tale theater uh, that's actually where she met a lot of the actors in this movie or at least that's where she started working with them and let me tell you there are so many big names in this movie which we are going to listen a minute but just for starters, that's where she started working with Gene Stapleton and Terry Garr and Howie Mandel, and Ben Veneer, all of whom are in this, as well as the writers of uh, this movie, Mark Curtis and Rod Ash. She worked with all of them on fairy tale theater. Apparently, fa- fairy tale theater had some spin offs, um, and it also had some huge names of its own that don't appear in this Mick Jagger, Bernadette Peters, Eric Idol, Liza Medelli, Jeff Goldblum. So I guess the 80s was a really big time for these, you know, obscure reimaginings of fairy tales and children's stories. Brandon, mm-hmm. what are you saying? I what are all these words? <laughs> Why
0: are we called the Tipsy Panel?
2: Oh, that's a great question, Ryan. We are called the Tipsy Panel because we drink alcohol. Oh, oh yeah, we absolutely do. James but is it's our your 18th
1: birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Shh, don't tell my parents;
2: they're gonna get so mad. I'm riding on a scholarship to a Delphi. They're
4: gonna take it James, away. James,
0: what drink did you make?
4: Uh, so I made. I got to be honest, guys. This movie really took it out of me. And uh, I just—I've this is a drink I just like to make in general for personal consumption. <laughs> so this is just a Manhattan that I like to put uh, two extra little things in. So a Manhattan is um, usually it's rye. I use bourbon and vermouth. I use sweet vermouth. You can use dry vermouth. I think it's called something else. Uh, on the Rocks. And then what I put in there is a little bit of orange juice. I squeeze a bunch of orange juice. We got some orange zest in there. And then uh, just a little extra is you throw a sprig of rosemary on, like, the stove burner or you just set it on fire, and then you put that in there. And it kind of gets the rest of it going. So, yeah, give it a stir, definitely, because it's been sitting for a while. It might have watered down a little bit. You guys want that ASMR sound? Yeah. Ooh. The clinkies. Plastic cup. Cheers. Why did you get
3: a cool cup?
4: Uh, This was the beauty shot. This is the one that's going on our Insta.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, to all our listeners out there, I'm sorry. I've done a terrible job of posting these drinks to the Instagram, but we have a picture of this one, so you will be seeing it, as well as a recipe on how to make it on your own give us a follow on instagram if you all haven't already at disney channel tipsy panel also i told a lie last week so i'd said that i'd already changed the the twitter handle to disney channel tipsy panel to you know to have consistency across our social media platforms apparently twitter handles aren't allowed to be more than 15 characters oh i had said that assuming that after the episode i would just go and change it but then i couldn't so what do you mean what i mean is is that ryan i'm a liar have to go back and edit it out. Absolutely not. I am telling our listeners that I am the liar. Ryan is a perfect little person and he would never make a mistake.
4: I, however, make all the mistakes. This is exactly what we say off mic.
2: Yep. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this movie. So, okay. Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. There's a very good chance you haven't heard of it because it's it's on it's made for toddlers. It's made for very young children. It is a reimagining of uh, of a bunch of nursery rhymes in a very like Pee Wee's Playhouse style of 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 filming and and everything. Um, if you're wondering what the plot is, even though it's very very loose, there's a crisis in Rhymeland. All the Rhymes are disappearing. Gordon Goose, son of Mother Goose, and Little Bo Peep set off to find them.
4: That's the plot. The Rhymey. Well, I. I have to rant about the Rhymes. Oh, please do. They couldn't come up with a better fucking name. It sounds like Lime's ri- which is oh, racist. It's
2: Rhyme- uh, What do we hey, call Rhymeys? Get your mind out of the gut, son. I'm sorry. But it does sound like that. And and he treat Gordon treats them like they are subpar.
1: Yeah, Gordon's our main character here. He's Mother Goose's son.
2: Mm-hmm. So our introduction to Gordon is... He opens his you know uh sunrise another day he opens his closet he only has like a white shirt and and slacks so he is the most boring person <laughs> in this fantastical whimsical land to me he looked like
0: the singer from the band Girls his name is Christopher Owens (laughs) (laughs) if you look at a picture of this guy
2: you'll see what I mean well fun fact about this guy he is also a singer the lead actor the lead actor of this movie isn't really an actor at all his name is Dan Gilroy and he was the lead singer and possibly guitarist in a band called Breakfast Club no relation to the movie they are um, they were an 80s band with kind of a one hit wonder Um, they had a song called right on track uh came out in 1987 it was i guess popular at the time but the music video for that song was directed by jeff stein who is the director of this movie
3: it all so, comes oh, full geez. circle and i think they dated too, Shelley duvall and dan gilroy
2: they might have wow. i know for a fact that he dated madonna because madonna was briefly in the band breakfast club on Whoa, drums oh, cool.
1: Cool. What?
4: yeah what uh-huh also, Shelley Duvall dated Paul Simon. Who's
1: in this who's movie? Who's in this movie. I think honestly... I think they had
4: broken up at that point. Paul Simon was in this movie with two ex-people.
1: <laughs> Wait, who was the other one?
4: Art Garfunkel was the
1: bartender. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, weren't in,
2: <laughs> they weren't in the same scene, but they were both in it. I, the, the cast list of this movie is absurd. Insane.
1: I really think we should just do a quick run through. I,
2: I, it, have, I have it all written Please, down. Do so it, Brandon. Just just for reference, normally when I'm it. writing down the cast of these of these decoms, I have about four or five names to write down because no one, none of the actors' names generally matter. No offense if you're out there listening and crying. Fuck but, you, little Richard. here we go. Dan Gilroy is Gordon Goose. He is the lead. Shelley Duvall is Bo Peep. Gene Stapleton is Mother Goose. Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel are both in it. Gary Shandling and Terry Garr, Jack and Jill, Katie Sagel, Cheech Marin, Cindy Lauper, Woody Harrelson, Little Richard, the band The Stray Cats, the band ZZ Top, Pia Zadora, Bobby Brown, Debbie Harry, Howie Mandel, Ben Vereen, Del- the Del Rubio triplets, which I love to see, and this fake band called the Dank, which had some members of Breakfast Club, but also Dweezil Zappa, Randy Jackson, and the guy from the band
1: Rat. Did you say well, the blondie lady? Oh, uh, Debbie, Debbie Harry. Harry yeah, I yeah.
2: said Debbie Harry. And I did miss one. Elaine Boozler played old mother Hubbard who lived in a... No, she didn't live in Co- a shoe. Lived she lived in a cupboard. cupboard. That's yeah. it. Debbie still- Harry
3: played the woman who was old and lived in the shoe and she was right. very young in this movie. Right. Yeah. Yep.
2: She's Not like, even I just keep
3: getting these kids. You know
1: how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I know how it goes, steps.
4: Yeah, wait. So she just... Getting
1: them? Are the, they hurt? The her stork. Kids? The stork is very kind to her. Yeah, she goes. The
4: stork has a crush on me. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. That that was a which, good line. Which I d- means I did is he that. dropping them off, or are they like you know? Uh, uh,
4: She's got one a thing. thing we have to go to back and examine those children for beaks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much the cast of this movie. A, there are co- of,
0: a baseball Hall of Famer left-handed pitcher, Randy Johnson, was also in this movie. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the big unit himself.
2: <laughs> I did actually miss that's one. That's a lie. I did miss one. The, the star of Night Court, Harry Anderson. Did you I, say
1: Cheech? Yeah, oh, Cheech Marin yeah, is
2: in it. He is the, the carnival barker. He is the guy who is advertising uh, the cow who can jump over the moon. Oh. That was cute.
1: I loved the fact that the metal band was called The Dank.
2: I know, that was so good.
1: It wasn't a bad song. No, I That's, loved the That was the a music. good song. I loved the
2: music in this movie. Did you say the Stray Cats, too? Brian Brian Setzer, yeah. The Stray Cats, yeah, Brian Setzer, and I forget the name of the other two, but yeah, they were playing in Georgie Porgy's Club, which was led by Art Garfunkel. So yeah, they had a song about being cats, which was great.
0: That was the best one, in my opinion.
2: I mean, I would say
1: average screen time for any of these characters is like six minutes. Oh, yeah. So it's not a long... Yeah, yeah, it's not a long, you know, it's... uh, Feature.
2: It was an easy commitment for all of them.
1: But it's an impressive list.
2: I was blown away to see that, you know, Cindy Lauper, Woody Harrelson, and Shelley Duvall were all in the same room doing one scene. She, Cindy Lauper played Mary of Mary Had a Little Lamb fame. And Woody Harrelson was the Ooh. lamb who was sure to follow Mary everywhere.
1: Yeah, which led to her divorce. <laughs> Two divorces? <laughs> to it's, it's jealousy. <laughs> it's,
2: it's great. He's just like, she goes to the supermarket. I go to the supermarket. She goes to the movies. I go to the movies. That's the deal.
3: But what a travesty that none of them sang.
2: Yeah. Like let's ruby. pour
3: some out for the bops that could have been in this movie. Right. Like I I'm I wanted a wizard of Oz like this is me, this is my character song, my introduction. Got none of that. All Every, these great singers.
2: Uh-huh. Everybody could have had one. Yeah. Of all these great singers, the only ones who actually sing are Little Richard, The Stray Cats, I assume Bobby, when Brown? Bo- Bobby, Brown, Bobby Brown sings. Um, I guess the Del Rubio triplets are singing in that beginning song "Hop to It," which is a bop and a half. Yes, um, and
3: that might be it
4: of of
2: all the Paul other musicians.
3: Simon sang yeah. like a couple. of Oh right, bops yeah, that he sang a,
4: like a little bit of "On the Road um, Again."
3: Right,
5: which doesn't doesn't doesn't
3: scratch that itch for me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there
4: could have been so much more. Yeah, they at Zz Top had nothing they just had a riff All the, yeah mm-hmm. yeah they and they just like pointed and like yeah. moved off screen that was it <laughs> that was three men name. in a tub it's hilarious
2: because <laughs> none of the children th- this is very targeted towards young children and none of them are going to know who any of these people Wait, are i
1: mean how uh how Famous, popular were they at this time? I mean, some of them, yes, but Very. like Howie Mandel, was he? Was
3: Super, Woody yeah, Harrelson he was popular really with like kids.
4: Howie Mandel used to do the thing where he put a glove on his head and blow it up with his <gasps> nose. So oh. kids probably knew that. Oh. That's it.
3: If this were made right now, though, this would be like a Sesame Street kind of thing where they do a song that's like their actual song. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Debbie Harry could have done like a call me, and I would have been, I mean, I think that would have made the movie so much better. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I would love for us to like.
1: Pause the recording, come up with a new modern day cast, and <laughs> yeah. then come oh, back.
5: At
2: wow. the
1: end. I think a
3: lot of these people could work now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. a lot of them could. Yeah. Woody
2: right. Harrelson could still be in this. Debbie Harry could. Yep. Yeah. There's. Cindy
3: Lauper, I wish she were in every movie.
2: <laughs> I saw Cindy Lauper. She was with Panic at the Disco because he was Ooh. in Kinky Boots. So she came out for oh. one of his shows. Yep. I saw that. Oh, did you really?
1: I don't think it was with.
2: Brandon Urie. So. Oh, well. I saw Cindy
0: Lauper walking down Steinway Street.
1: Hey, how wow. you doing? Not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he really had me going.
0: She's from Astoria, right?
1: She's been born here. <laughs> Not
2: according to <laughs> Wikipedia. One of, my, yeah, it's one of my favorite dumb things about this movie, everything in this movie is dumb, and that's one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much. Mm. But one of my favorite dumb things is that Shelley Duvall as Bo Peep pulls up in a car and... Gordon goes with her, and he goes, oh, do you know how to drive this thing? And she just goes, no. <laughs> and she drives backwards the whole time.
1: And then she says, driving in reverse is the best way to see where you've just been. And it's like, oh. no, because you're driving in reverse. So Ugh. forward, you know, like that logic just makes no sense. That no, I'm, I love it. It made sense to me. <laughs>
4: That's fucking deep. The line, the line, do you know how to drive this thing, has, has to be killed. That is that can't <laughs> be allowed in any more movies. It is one of those like secure the perimeter, yeah. like get that out of every movie ever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't guess support so. censorship, but censor that line.
2: I'll give them some. I'll I'll give them cut them some slack here. This was thirty years ago,
4: but yeah, I guess at this point
2: it's time to get rid of it.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of this dialogue was just written to appease to the adult that would be in the room mm-hmm. while the kid was watching. The but, cast, too. Right, of yeah. course. But there was a lot of stuff in there that kind of was surprising. Like Gordon said to Bo Peep, you know, you have the stupidest little voice, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, straight up abusive bullshit.
1: Gordon was not nice. Not at all. At all. Mm-hmm. He's In fact, he comes off one of his first lines is a bit racist with the rhymes. Um He yeah. says rhymes are ruining the neighborhood. Mm.
0: Ooh, Gordon. <laughs> that didn't age well. He'd be a fucking Trump supporter. So. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Normal is the only way to be. That's another direct line. Uh there's no time for food. What the hell is that, Gordon? It's mm. always time for food.
2: <laughs> yeah, Talk that's about getting
1: fleeced. Oh right. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> when uh when he got cock blocked by a sheep. That was great. I did like his New York accent, though. Really, <laughs> Where's really
1: my mutta? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Everyone yeah. in this movie had that yep. inexplicably.
1: Yep. Oh, you guys didn't know Rhymeland is one of the neighborhoods. Oh yeah, it's like a little bit. It's on bit... Staten Island. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, not many people know that, but yes, Rhymeland is it's where we is put in... our garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
3: it's
4: where the... it's where that mob boss got killed <laughs> <laughs> by um, Mr. With... QAnon.
3: He's definitely a Rhymey.
2: <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, that is, that's the big reveal at the end of this movie that Gordon is a rhyme. He is what he hates.
3: Oh, you spoiled it.
4: Yeah, sorry. Deal with it. He was the first Rhymey and Mother Goose's rhyme about him wasn't good. So she was like, it's better if he's my son. I'll just lie because <laughs> she loves rhymes more than rhymes. Oh man.
2: Isn't
3: she technically the mother of all of the rhymes though?
2: I guess if I mean mother in that she created them, but it's I think he thought that she like birthed him or the yeah. stork dropped him off for her or some shit.
3: I was confused about that. Yeah. I thought there was some incest going on.
2: There could have been. We don't know. Where's Father Goose?
3: Uh, that's a good question. Or
2: Father Gander or whatever you want to call him. She's the Virgin Mother Goose. Oh my god, oh. she is. Obviously, to la Madonna. <laughs> There's already so many Marys in this movie, though. We can't have another.
0: <laughs> it's biblical, too. It's not just nursery rhymes. It's also biblical. Mm-hmm. No, I'm joking. But we, we did run the gamut in terms of nursery rhymes. I mean, they pretty much covered
2: everything. They had every single one. Itsy Bitsy Spider. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Um, uh, Peter Piker picked a pickle. pickled peppers. Miss Whoa, Muffet.
4: Mm-hmm. Cow Who Jumped Over the Moon, we mentioned. I
2: don't remember when Miss Muffet um, said, Can I fluff your tuffet? And he got all flustered. <laughs> he was like, ooh.
5: Oh,
1: oh, oh.
4: It was great. <laughs> they were eating curds and whey, which is just gloop.
1: <laughs> the cow that jumped over the moon was so fake that its tail oh. was a scrub brush. It <laughs> <that laughs> was just like right entered in.
2: So so maybe the props were not very good in this movie, but the costume design and the set design yeah. were incredible. Loved it. As they were like there's one scene it's it's like a a 30 second shot or so where where Shelley Duvall and Dan Gilroy are in the car just driving along having a conversation and I just spent the whole time looking at the background. It was incredible. They yeah. clearly had a whole studio that they decked out as this crazy dreamland. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall during the production of this movie. Even in YouTube quality, it was beautiful. Yeah.
3: I I feel like it took two days to make, though, at the same time.
2: Probably. (laughs) Just hang a bunch of streamers, uh, the clouds are cotton balls, and just find anything colorful. Bobby Brown
3: had a heart out. He had to to get (laughs) out of there. He only had an hour. (laughs) He
2: just had, like, a mask. He
4: had a mouse, like fit like nose and top lip that he clearly couldn't talk with yeah he was, was through like mice. his mouth was moving like millimeters at a time and he was rapping but think about this how do you think a kid would have felt if they see this like
2: this group of three mice and then at the end of their song the the mouse just takes its face off to reveal that it is the <laughs> singer of new edition <laughs>
4: <laughs> disturbed that's very that's disturbed how a kid would feel oh yeah that's that's a little heavy Peter Piper of, Is Peter Piper a rhyme or it's just a tongue twister?
2: About, it's a I mean if I don't know anything a,
4: past the first couple words. Right. Uh, Peter, Peter Piper, Piper picked, picked a, peck of of peppers. Peppers, a peck of
2: pickled peppers. A peck of pickled
4: peppers Peter Piper
2: picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? That's that's like it. Damn I heard it. No Damn. rhymes.
4: Damn. No rhymes. You can't rhyme.
1: Just a twist. Pick with
4: pick.
2: Yeah, but I mean
4: that's his whole gimmick in it. He's he just says a bunch of alliterations. alliterations. Yeah, that was that was cool.
1: It was.
2: He did a really good job with that. I was impressed. What actor was that? Do we know? That's the guy from Night Court. <laughs> Who's a
3: magician, right? Yeah. Like, where oh, was the he really? magic? I
2: oh? didn't know he was a magician. Like,
3: I, that, maybe I'm wrong. No, I think, I think you're right.
2: This is canon. Doesn't matter if we're right or wrong. We have said it on the podcast. He's a it's magician. True. Mm-hmm. He's a
3: magician. He's
1: a magician. He's a comedian and a magician. What's the difference? Hey! hey. I don't even think that really makes sense. But yeah, you're <laughs> right. You're right, Elizabeth.
4: Yeah, no, there definitely should have been something. Bullshit. Oh well. so, sorry, I I just I feel like you guys enjoyed this movie spoilers. I was seething. Were you oh, really? Oh god. <laughs> I something overcame me. We'll cover it later. <laughs> but uh I sort of blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean literally
2: because you just got wasted, or, or are you blocking this from your memory?
4: Uh, Sort of like a force came within me and moved me to uh, act. I think this is called post-traumatic stress disorder. James, I believe you're suffering from
2: PTSD right now.
4: I might be dissociating.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I can totally understand why an, an adult person would not enjoy this movie. But I feel a special connection to it. So I grew up on this series of children's movies. They are very obscure. James, I see you rolling your eyes because I've shown you these. Oh my God, but I know what you're going to say. There's a series of children's movies called We Sing. They were not very popular they were released on vhs they weren't on tv or anything but they were a series of children's movies that did something very similar they would just create a a bunch of characters based on folk songs or nursery rhymes or whatever and they would make a movie out of it they had wonderful movies like grandpa's magical toys toys and (laughs) the marvelous musical mansion and the big rock candy mountain which is based off of that song the big rock candy mountain um I, I loved them. I, I, I still get enjoyment from them to this day. So, this movie falls into that very specific niche of fantastical, like late 80s, early 90s reimaginings of folk songs and nursery rhymes. This was very specific to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my connection to this movie. I
3: think two year old Elizabeth would have loved this three-year-old elizabeth would have been fucking terrified of this <laughs> because i know that wizard of oz was terrifying to me when i was three and there's like a kind of wizard like so people are vanishing i would have been scared if i actually understood the plot of this
2: mm.
5: but
3: yeah. also i would have loved it too
2: the design is very much like like uh, those those other kinds of movies like um like the never-ending story where like it, it, it they're trying to make it look real but it's absolutely not and it's very scary because of it um not the same like color palette or tone but definitely the same design
3: that movie terrified me and i refuse to watch it
2: oh when atreyu dies no Atreyu's is the person what's the horse's name i don't remember falcor when falcor dies
4: no isn't falcor the luck dragon falcor's the dragon oh yeah what's the horse i don't remember people people listening are screaming right now they
2: are they are so mad that we don't remember this my fiance is furious that i don't remember this (laughs) and i'm
4: gonna go home and she's gonna be like you're an idiot and i'm gonna say i know i love you Speaking of which, hi, Ashley Tisdale. Yep. Hi, oh, Ashley yeah. Tisdale,
0: my fiance. Right. 10, Notice 000, me. 10,000 day old me is disturbed by this movie.
2: Like, you know, <laughs> this thing was like a, a bad but trip But Ryan, on drugs. that
1: person isn't alive yet.
2: You haven't hit 10,000 days. Hey. I am slightly older than you, and my 10,000th day on this godforsaken planet is in 21 days. 21 days. I was just trying to get a ballpark frame of reference for this, all right? I
0: wasn't trying to get specific here.
2: Well, you're talking to a very specific person, Ryan. talking to an old man, bro, (laughs) clearly.
1: On that note, I would um, encourage everybody listening to find out which day is your 10,000th day of being alive. Mm -hmm. If you're born in 1992, you might not have hit it yet. If you're younger than that, you definitely haven't. So figure it out.
0: What if people are listening to this podcast in 10 years and... You know that doesn't oh. apply anymore. It's it's around the time. It, how many months after you turn twenty seven is it?
2: So it's roughly four to four and a half months after you turn twenty seven. It's your ten thousandth day. Yes, got to be evergreen, Brandon. That's a term that Ryan taught me.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. That's some inside
0: <laughs> baseball for you. It is.
2: What are our right. polls?
1: <coughs> Back to the movie. Are we at Jack and Jill yet? Oh,
2: let's talk about Jack and Jill because those outfits are iconic. I could see people wearing those outfits today.
0: They Jack, look. Jack is Takashi 6X9. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh. I even made a little sketch of him and it was perfect. And Jill is the Wendy's girl with a sponsorship from Pepsi. I yeah. can't like.
1: Gary Shanling, Callum- who plays <laughs> yeah. um, Jack is he's kind of like just the same character no matter what he does.
2: I mean, he's a comedian. He's not much of an actor. Right. What, I mean, he is he Larry, Larry Sanders? Sanders? Yes, I yeah. mean, he's kind of just playing himself.
1: Right, exactly. Um, but so he was sweet. just like so grouchy and mm-hmm. so sarcastic. I, I, they really chill. fall. They're a couple? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, they're having Man. some relationship problems, always falling down this hill. Jack like breaking that. his crown.
2: I always thought that Jack and Jill were just like—I
1: thought they were bro and sis. Yeah. yeah, I did too.
2: But apparently, they are
1: lovers. Why not both? They were having some Game of, of Thrones. Yeah, this <laughs> Sunday <laughs> on HBO.
2: Uh, oh boy! Cancelled. It's it's over. Just about. By the time this episode airs, it will be over. Evergreen, Brandon. Well, I, that is Evergreen. <sighs> That's the definition of evergreen. <laughs> yeah,
1: true, true. <laughs> uh,
2: did, anyone, did anyone have a favorite moment in this movie? I did. Just one. My there. favorite moment in this movie. Bo Peep and Gordon are looking for the crooked man. When they find the crooked man, they just go, there he is. The crooked man does the greatest dance I have ever seen. I can't explain it. It is... I can only describe it as the dance a crooked man would do when you catch him. <laughs> it is, It is perfect. I, I, it, it will be on our Instagram. You have to see it. and it's on YouTube. You can just watch it for yourself.: Yes, you can. If you no, go Google- go to our
1: Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no.
2: yeah, YouTube doesn't need any more hits. Boo. We do you will see the video of the crooked man doing crooked man things. And then they, so that was my favorite moment. And then it was kind of ruined by a bad Benny Hill scene. Cause they didn't play the Benny Hill. It's like, you know, going in and out of doors that are right next to each other. And it's not (laughs) Benny Hill music. It's like very new agey. It didn't really fit the vibe.
3: That felt gratuitous to me. Oh,
2: it
4: lasted so long. It was <laughs> a lot.
3: Looking at my watch. Yeah.
4: Also, he had a creepy dog man mm. oh, who they never so addressed. It was a man in a full size basset hound mask.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: A lot of <laughs> beasts in this movie. He
0: was going to trade the dog, though, wasn't he? Wasn't he going to trade the dog for something? Yeah, he was. Crooked give man. The, sounds was, like him.
2: He was going to give the dog away for, I think, money. Yeah, no, the, the ransom was, uh, what was it? Oh, it was yeah. $650. <laughs> but first it, was, it was like
1: 400. He was like 400.
3: No, wait. Yeah. 600. <laughs> Rhymeland dollars. Rhymeland, Rhymeland
2: dollars. dollars. Right.
3: We don't know what that means.
2: And two chili dogs. That oh, was the ransom. Yeah. 650 Rhymeland dollars and two chili dogs. What would you guys do with $650 and two chili dogs?
1: Well, 650 USD or RLD? No, Rhymeland dollars. RLD? Yep, I RLD. mean, I would probably buy the White House and kick out a resident. <laughs> yeah, the with exchange rate of, of USD
0: to RLD is <laughs> exorbitant. It's incredible. I'd buy a ranch, a big ranch, and, and make <laughs> chemical weapons there.
2: Mm. Oh, Ryan. That's a hot take. <laughs> you
3: can't say that.
2: I probably can't. <laughs> I was going to say I would just buy more cheese chili dogs, but...
4: Oh, well.
3: I would have blown it all on maximum security. (laughs) God damn it.
4: I would have bought a table at uh, the King's Sweet Club. Oh,
2: my God. Little Richard... As old King Cole. First of all, he's a terrible actor. So real bad. bad. My, it
1: was my favorite scene. But yeah. he is an awesome. incredible performer,
2: so it all works out.
1: One of the best songs mm-hmm. in this movie was the Little Richard song. What was that?
2: Here comes the King was like yeah. the intro song, which was a great like R and B uh, banger. Bring yeah. on the
3: King, we want the King. That was it. Chanted. However, it took from that weird opening song to this song. Like there were no songs in between. Mm-hmm. So much wasted opportunity. That it's was really my least favorite thing about this. Yeah, it's like La La Land. Like, you, this is a musical.
2: They didn't even no. sing the nursery rhymes. They they would just say them. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah, it's the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Like Remix he, that. He climbed up the water spout, and then down came the rain, and it washed the spider out.
4: <laughs> Itsy Bitsy Spider ruled, too. Yeah,
2: yeah Ben Veneer, cool. the Broadway star. Also, he, Barney's dad
4: on How I Met Your Mother. He just kept going, when he would dance, he just kept going, Ah! <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> My favorite thing was when Itsy Bitsy
0: Spider and Bo Peep and Gordon were all in that box together, and they were <laughs> Where all was that? It was in Miss Muppet's place, and their clothes were enormous, mm-hmm. and oh, the yeah? lights were flashing, and he would speak in the voice like this, and then all of a sudden
4: he would speak in a deep voice. <laughs> that was creepy. Yeah, it was great. And he was and just dan- he was just like hopping around, going wow.
5: Wow! <laughs> that,
4: that was when
0: the news broke that uh, Mother Goose might be in outer space, too. He was explaining that whole mm. theory to them at
2: that time. Right, a huge hand. So, so there's something interesting. So let, we haven't talked at all about the plot because it, it doesn't matter at all. It <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> but there, no, it does exist. So, so the plot, and we actually do see a little bit of this nursery rhyme characters are disappearing. And in fact, as um, Gordon and Le- Bo Peep leave Mary Had a Little Lamb's house, The end of that scene is Mary and Lou the Lamb just fading into non-existence. They just disappear, which is baffling because they haven't explained any of that yet. Then later, Itsy Bitsy Spider tells Gordon and Bo Peep that he saw a giant hand grab Mother Goose out of the sky. So are they disappearing or are they being grabbed from the sky? I don't know. Wait, nope, I just figured it out because I'm a genius. Um, As when Mother Goose was taken, all of her creations started to fade away. Yeah. That is the explanation that I will give.
3: I think think they say
4: that, but
2: why? I don't know.
3: I think that's pretty obvious.
2: I guess so. Well, it wasn't obvious to me, Elizabeth, because I'm a (laughs) dummy. (laughs) Remember when I said I'm a genius? I lied.
3: It was the
1: rapture. God, Mother Goose, was taken away.
2: Oh, but she's not even the god. She's more like... She
1: created everybody. She's more
2: like a Thor, and the hand that pulled her is Odin. Oh. I don't know why I chose Norse mythology for that reference. Probably because I played God of War recently. Great game.
3: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: this
2: is now a God this of War a- podcast. No, it's okay. And if you want to ch- talk to ch- me there's about There's a
3: child that. in it, and mm-hmm. I feel like the Lego movie is shook. You know I, what I mean? Oh my God. I have the yeah. Same thought. Wow. This
2: is pretty much the Lego movie because it was this little boy, Michael, who took Mother Goose out of the book so that he could have her and play with her and whatever. You asked me my favorite moment, right?
0: Mm-hmm, that was my favorite moment. When Michael appeared, and when it was like, I was like, "Whoa! I can't believe that that's the plot of this movie." Yeah.
1: So did we explain it very well? Michael is a real live boy who keeps grabbing the characters out of the storybook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, that flipping like, them out with scissors. Right. So how did? So we meet him because we fly over the moon. Right. They the s- we steal
2: Cheech Marin's cow and we fly over the moon. Right. Even though he said that the cow can't do it, he said it's just a it's a it's a circus act. It's just for show. But they do it. Yeah. That fake-ass cow. Also, before we even get there, um, it's important to note that Mother Goose revealed herself to Gordon and Bo Peep right as they were about to get it on in yeah. the car. Oh, yep. yeah. There was, for some reason, sexual tension between the two main characters. <sighs> a lot. When there did not need to be even a little bit. Yeah, nope.
3: I, I wrote Gordon and, and Bo Peep are fucking pretty high up in my yeah. notes.
4: Yeah,
2: me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right towards the top.
2: Does anyone else feel bad that they never found Bo Peep's
4: sheep? Oh, Uh, yeah. uh, Yeah, they literally, at the end, they were just like, well, I guess we got to go look for those sheep, which is code. We know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Air horn. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Important question. So, well, actually, before I even ask the question, they do make a reference to the sheep when Bo Peep finds, like, a tuft of wool, and then that's the only reference to the sheep that we get. But my question is, do you think they did that because they were planning for a sequel? Oh, <laughs> God. is there any chance that while they were making this movie, they thought, "Yeah, there's going to be a second one of these bad boys"? A
4: Finding Dory, a Finding <laughs> Sheep. Of this exactly. Movie. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Disgusting. boy. Disgusting. That's a terrible thought.
2: I, I mean, it is, but put they that, could have been thinking it. Put
4: that shit out of your mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, back to um, back to to the big reveal that
4: Michael's a real kid. Anyone want to know who Michael is? Uh, His picture on IMDb looked insane. It's just like a bowl cut of a five-year-old boy. It's a bowl cut boy beaming Mm -hmm. eyes wide at a camera. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. (laughs) Mike Trout. (laughs) His name is Brian Bonzel. So he's not
2: really much of an actor. He was in Family Ties, and he was the lead in the Disney movie Blank Check, which I loved as a child. But... He has since developed a a bit of a rap sheet for uh, assault. In 2007, he was arrested for assaulting his ex, which he pled not guilty to, but he was arrested. And in 2009, he was arrested for assaulting a guy with a bar stool. And then he broke his parole because they found weed in his system. Oh, well. Cool guy. Cool guy. He had lip piercings on both sides. He had snake bites. Oh, Brian Bonzel,
0: you went all downhill after Mother Goose Rock and Ryan. Yeah, that you. was
2: truly your peak. Nope. I have to say Blank Check was his peak. I loved Blank Check. If It's not a decon, but if we ever get a chance to do it on this podcast, I'm doing it. God
3: damn it. Forever. I would have hated him growing up. Oh yeah. I was always suspicious of other child actors because I was jealous of them. <laughs> so I would have not liked this guy.
2: If you got to be a child actor, if your dream came true, what movie would you have wanted to be a child actor in?
3: Smart House. Ooh, Ooh.
2: yeah. Great movie. With Ryan Merriman, no less.
3: Yeah, well, you had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Speaking
4: of Smart House, I, who was Katie Segal in this movie? Katie Segal was Mary Contrary. I don't remember. I Again, something possessed me. Not possessed. I shouldn't say that. Well, maybe. But, well, maybe not. You may
2: genuinely not have seen her in the movie. Because in the Disney cut of this movie, so this was originally produced by a company called, uh, I have the name here. Think. Does, yeah, the Think Entertainment. <laughs> Also, High Top's video.
1: Oh, I thought that was a demand.
2: (laughs) No, No. it was called Think Entertainment. (laughs) But it was also a demand because I'm dumb. But they made a bunch of changes when they showed it on the Disney Channel. They cut a bunch of scenes, including Mary Contrary, Old Mother Hubbard and her diner, and uh, Gordon rearranging his wardrobe at the beginning. They cut a bunch of things. They essentially took a 90-minute movie and made it 70 minutes so it could fit with commercials. It would have been
0: better, honestly.
2: N- I disagree. I loved every scene in this movie. Everything was necessary.
0: They have... Fuck you, you fucking fuck.
2: It's all <laughs> very carefully constructed to develop a story arc, all concluding with Gordon discovering that he is what he once resented. It's very profound. I'm not surprised you didn't understand <laughs> it. To be fair, you have to have a pretty high i q to understand Mother goose rock and rhyme i'll explain it to you another time
1: I love the, the little Richard scene it's just so good it up again
2: it's truly incredible in his outfit he's he's got a pink wig and a pink suit, and actually, um my fiance watched this with me. Her favorite moment in this movie was while they were talking to little Richard and he's laughing about their their dumb their dumb plight of looking for someone and Gordon just goes. I'm actually very serious. My mother is missing. And Little Richard gets so mad that he's trying to be serious that he sentences him to the dungeon.
1: And then we get the metal band scene.
2: The
4: dank. The dank. It was awesome.
2: They sing a song called Gordon, Won't You Come Out to Play, I believe it's called. Yeah.
4: Gordon. It is never really learn to play. Yeah, it's so good. And cool. in the back oh, wee oh, going, <laughs> yeah. oh-wee-oh. That it, was a banger. It was it's awesome. so
2: good. Randy Jackson is in it, not the yeah, the he, Jackson brother, the the one from American Idol. Yeah, awesome. the
1: one who. Fun fact about me: in college, I had Randy Jackson branded eyeglass frames. What? <laughs> Wow,
2: that's, you the
4: photo, that's sure.
2: amazing! It's
1: so funny. Were they
2: released through like like another company, like Ray Ban or something, or were they just Randy I Jackson be- glasses? I
1: believe they were just Randy jack Like, if you looked on the inside of my frames, it had his signature. Oh my! I had God. Randy Jackson frames. Incredible. Um, for those who don't know me, I'm five foot three, and I'm white, <laughs> and I'm a woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you have every reason to wear Randy Jackson. Sounds like sunglasses. his demographic.
1: yeah i mean if you put you can hardly tell us apart
2: (laughs) you play the bass yeah (laughs) you hosted american idol for nine years
1: yeah and then um uh the dance show on mtv ah yes that's a yes from me dog that's what hey hey hey, close your eyes and tell me who this sounds like (laughs) that's a yes from me dog oh my god wow my god i didn't know we got randy jackson here here. (laughs) The Randy listeners Jackson. are going to think
4: we just spliced in a sound drop. Everybody, Randy Jackson is
2: here to talk about his appearance in the movie Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. So, Randy, what'd you think of the movie?
1: It was a yes from me, dog.
2: <laughs> hey, thank you, Randy, for coming. Randy so much, we're Jackson, so happy. Tipsy panel. <laughs> Randy Jackson, that was great. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, uh, Randy. What else do we have to talk about this movie? Thanks,
0: Randy Johnson. You threw a
4: perfect game once. <laughs> you hit that bird, it died.
2: <laughs> no more baseball. Anyway, um, so normally we do the DCOM F-bomb on the show where we talk about where you would want somebody to say, fuck, in this movie. I got to be honest, I didn't find any. Like, I, I could think of one now, but I, I think... I think to put that in there would sully the experience of this movie. I it gotta is...
1: agree. Uh, it could go anywhere and it could go nowhere at the same time. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. Did anyone have one that they would like to share?
3: I wanted Cyndi Lauper to be like, and now I'm fucking this Lou the Lamb. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, you know, they never say that they're fucking, but they're fucking. But they're fucking. Yeah. And, but you know what? Her divorces are just as much her fault as they are Lou the Lamb's. Because she's fucking this lamb.
3: And he's got to follow her everywhere.
2: Yeah.
4: Damn. I just wanted to hear little Richard say anything. I still do. Uh, and I wish when he was like, uh, Gordon was being serious, he just went,
1: Are You fucking serious? What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: Uh, I think I would just want to see Gordon scream
0: "fuck" while he's getting whipped in the basement, like in his New York <laughs> accent. Oh
2: fuck! Oh, and then he gets tickled in the basement too. So yeah. after the metal band goes away, the these basement. two little clowns show up. They are the <laughs> the, the, the merry clowns, the happy clowns, or whatever. They're there to make him happy. But they just have a tickling fetish. And as he's chained to a wall, they're just like,
3: "Eh, tickle, tickle, tickle. It's very weird. And one of those guys goes, he breaks the fourth wall. And he's like, hey, it's a living. (laughs) I wanted more of breaking the fourth wall. I think that would have helped. There was that other point where with Humpty Dumpty,
1: instead of all the king's horses and all the king's men, they had literally one horse and one man. And he said it was due to budget cuts. And I kind (laughs) of felt like that was... Yeah, that's the whole movie. Right, right. This whole
4: movie was due to budget
1: budget. (laughs)
2: cuts. So to your point, Elizabeth, I believe that they could have had way more songs, but I feel like it was just like Shelley Duvall and the director Jeff Stein and Dale Gilroy just like calling in favors. Mm. They probably put a lot of money into making this movie happen, and they needed people, so they were just like, hey, I opened for you that one time. You got five minutes to come in this day and just appear. I, yeah. I, I feel like that must be what it was We were probably lucky to get
0: as many songs as we actually did
2: Yeah, But the songs are great they Hop are. To It is excellent Hail the King is excellent Gordon Why Didn't You Learn to Play is excellent That's a good one
4: I'm, I'm a huge fan of the soundtrack of this movie There was much more dancing than music in this movie It was yeah. almost a dancing movie mm-hmm. There wasn't enough dancing though either It wasn't
0: enough
3: dancing or singing
2: I would have taken a movie that's just 90 minutes of the crooked man just doing his
3: thing
4: <laughs> Can't get enough of it. We gotta watch that after. I don't I mean, remember. Mm-hmm.
3: Ninety minutes of Paul Simon.
4: That so would also Simon, work. It, which no. was Simple Simon, <laughs> it would, Paul Simon. It was, you know that joke that three-year-olds love, when you call <laughs> a real person by their name in a movie for them <laughs> that their parents listen to. I did really enjoy Simple Simon though. Just, just. He just didn't know what was going on at all. Yeah, that wasn't bad.
2: <laughs> like when he goes, "Thanks for the uh" and Sheldon goes, "Ride?" He goes, "Oh, no, thanks. I'll walk from here."
3: <laughs> well, that's when Gordon would have dropped the F bomb.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably just like, "This fucking guy." This
3: fucking guy. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did we do we need to si- We already said the end of the movie, right? Uh, Gordon finds out that he is a, a tune toon- No, not um, a a rhyme. Sorry, I was confusing this with uh with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But yeah, he's a rhymey and he accepts who he is and where he's from and then Hop To It plays again. But this time, instead of being perturbed, he is embracing the whole thing. And that's the end of the movie. And then the the Del Rubio us wave you goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
4: She also kept the rhyme that was about him right there. It was just it was 10 feet away from where he was, Mm -hmm. where he where we presume that he hangs out before the events of this movie.
2: Does anybody remember what the rhyme was?
4: No, he didn't. They didn't say it. Oh, right, they do say they what didn't rhymes even with Gordon. Come up with a real a new rhyme. She was, goes, what rhymes she, with Gordon? I don't morning.
1: Know. He was, it was. They said a couple. What was it?
3: Stanzas. Or yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, there's a lot of iambic pentameter in this
3: movie. <laughs> yeah, I loved how you was like, "Well, why don't you just call me Bill?" Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Gordon Problem is solved. a really a dweeby name. That's like every. Yeah. I have this joke in my family that every Canadian is named Gordon. Not, not to say anything bad <laughs> about Canadians, but like, oh, everyone's Gord there.
0: <laughs> that's a great that's joke. True, I like it. Shout out to my buddy Gordon Goss, if you ever listen. <laughs> I'd, wow! For the record, I don't think that that's a Dewey name.
1: That's pretty close <laughs> to Gordon Goose.
0: It, oh my God! Yeah, you oh
2: know God, Gordon Ryan. Goose, Ryan.
1: Yeah. As someone who else knows Gordon, not the same <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, uh, crap! What was I gonna say? I oh, feel- if you're not a rimey, what are you?
4: Great
2: question. Are Is anyone a, there not a rimey?
1: Haikuist?
4: Are the babies rimeys? Like the kids that the l- little know. lady in a shoe has are they are they kidnapped i guess that's my question yeah they're aliens what is this stork doing? i'm a stork truther (laughs) what is this stork doing
0: (laughs) great question and the detective agency with the blind mice such
2: a sham so we're all three of those played by bobby yeah all three of them oh i love that i love that it was like they filmed it like a noir it was all black and white And, um, Gordon asks, why is it all black and white in here? And he goes, we're colorblind. He goes, I'm not, but it's our office. Yeah. Duh.
3: Good joke. I like
2: it. I liked that. It's just dumb enough to be great.
3: Bobby Brown as three blind mice.
2: (laughs) Is there anything, anything else of note? Shelly Duvall's hat is bomb. I want it.
4: Yeah. Her whole, her whole situation is pretty cool.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steal her look. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, no, uh, Elizabeth, do you say this is all met, very Met Gala? I agree.
3: Met Gala camp? hmm This theme. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I I gotta say I did like when Gordon changed his wardrobe at the end. I, oh yeah. Yeah. He he got some goofy duds
2: on yeah, instead. He, he he developed some panache.
3: Gordon is a goof.
2: Gordon Goof? Should've changed his name. Is there anything else in this movie? Do we do we do we wanna rate it? There was a lot to unpack oh, there.
3: I, I just want to say one thing. This is maybe the best acting I've ever seen of Howie Mandel. Yeah,
2: <laughs> definitely. I don't think I've ever seen him act. I only know him as the dealer, no deal guy, right. and the comedian who blew a glove up on his head. That's why it's the best I've ever seen. Oh, good point. I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's
3: our favorite germaphobe, but like, imagine <laughs> what he, what, uh, how much of a nightmare on set he would have been during this.
2: Oh my god, I can only imagine. Howie, Yeah, let's call it a day. Let's call it a day. Let's rate this movie. So, uh, Elizabeth, um, in case you didn't know, or in case any of our listeners out there have not heard this before, we have a very simple rating system for the movies that we rate on this show. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Do thumbs up if you liked it. Do thumbs down if you didn't. The criteria don't really matter. If you hated it so much that you loved it, you can give it a thumbs up. It's fine. It's all good. Anyone want to start? I'll start. I fucking love this movie. I really genuinely do. It was so much fun to watch. My fiance could not believe how much I enjoyed watching this movie. She did not have a good time, but I had (laughs) a blast. The costumes are fun. The rare instances of of music are great. Um, The acting is largely terrible, but it's fine. It's a children's movie. It doesn't have to be great. I would show this to my future kids. This is a thumbs way up.
0: Yeah. I'm actually going to agree with you, Brandon. i wasn't going to give it a thumbs up at first, but I think it's got a lot of great star power. I mean, you know, people that we know, you mm-hmm. know, you and I. Um, yeah. And
2: is someone
1: you know is in this?
2: No. Yeah. You know, Brent? Yeah. Our friend Brent from down the street. He's in this. Little Richard. I mean. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. He and I are buds.
1: I, I'm a moron. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> The whole thing was like a bad trip, but I couldn't look away, and I loved it, so I'll give it a thumbs up. And it was cool that there were cool people in it.
3: Yeah, without the celebrities, thumbs down. With the celebrities, <sighs> thumbs up. And I'm Cisco and Ebert, bitch, so... Hell yeah. All right.
1: I Thumbs fucking way up, buddy. Woo! Uh, <laughs> um, I, the only, my only complaint was that I watched this on YouTube, and I had like seven pixels to work with. Yeah. I would consider finding a dvd or vhs or something on ebay
2: it is only on vhs
1: (laughs) for a couple of bucks and getting a a nicer copy of it because it's super fun yeah star power is a big plus in this movie um but it's also just so visually stimulating that it's the kind of thing that you can put on without the sound even though the sound really helps because it's a musical arguably um, it's the kind of thing that you put on in the background when you're having a party or having some friends over and just let it play because it's colorful. It has faces you recognize. And uh, out of all the decoms it really, it's it's pretty far left field. So thumbs way to fuck up, brother. Well Hell said, yeah.
2: Brennan. James, you're the last one, and I think we know which direction you're going to go, but take it away.
4: Guys, I don't know if I watched the same copy of this movie <laughs> as you. The one that I watched sort of had this image that kept popping up throughout it. It looked like, you know, sort of like a goat or a witch or something. I don't know. But something, I, when I finished watching this movie, I, f- I, I don't want to say I wrote something. I found something. It was sort of pulled out of me. And uh, I just wanted to share it. Um, it. Again, I don't know where this came from. Um, but it goes, Little Bo Peep and some late 80s creep in a land made of paper mache looking around like a bunch of dumb clowns for that goose lady all fucking day. (laughs) Just after the start, I clutched at my heart as my head filled with shrieks and screams. I felt like my eyes had been sliced up with knives, but I was just watching the screen. (laughs) (laughs) The air smelled of sulfur, and I felt at home, for the Dark Lord was calling my name. The cities would crumble to dust and to rubble, and he said Bo Peep was to blame. Evil Paul Simon, he gave me Alzheimer's. Bobby Brown had burdened burned on a plank. Cindy Lauper had rabies. Gary Shanling ate baby. <laughs> <laughs> Little Richard just gave me a spank. <laughs> my eyes went slack as I lied on my back, and suddenly I looked around. Safe without harm, I glanced at my arm where the words were carved. Thumbs down.
1: <laughs> oh! Bravo, James.
4: And again, I <laughs> I found this. I don't it showed up on my phone. I don't I had a text from an unknown number. But oh I god. guess thumbs down.
3: Oh my god. Oh my
4: god. You're fucking rhymey. You're a rhymey. I I I, I guess. I don't know. I I'll send you the link I watched. I don't know. <laughs> god your damn na- your name's James Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry oh. to break the streak
2: but No, that, I mean you was that was that. you didn't even choose that. That was just yeah. thrust upon you. So, I understand. Uh, you, you know.
0: We're going to have to burn some more rosemary.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <And laughs> we're
4: going to sage my whole apartment. Yeah, oh my goodness. Well, well, I'm thank you for sharing. For you. It, I feel safe, you know. You're very brave. I feel seen for the first
2: time. That's I'm very happy to hear that. Thank you for sharing. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. That is our show. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us. We are so glad you were here.
3: Lovely to be here.
2: This is the time where we ask our guests if they have any plugs. So, Elizabeth, do you have anything you want to plug?
3: Not really, but you can follow me on Twitter, Sherwoodstock. And same for Instagram, but don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Good handle. Nice yeah. portmanteau. Thank you. Solid pun. Woodstock.
2: Mm-hmm. If any of you are interested in following us, you can follow us on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We are on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Don't listen to my life from last episode. Um, you can email us if you have anything you want to share. Uh, Disney Channel TipsyPanel at gmail.com. Um, find us on SoundCloud. Find us on wherever you're currently listening now. You'll find the next episode in two weeks. Um, but yeah, that is our show, everybody. Um, after the musical break, Ryan will tell you what we're reviewing next. And uh, yeah, there we go. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the <laughs> music <beam's> goes.
4: bug, <laughs> he is my glory. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude.
2: We're being possessed. Ah!
0: Tune into the next episode of the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, where we'll discuss "Get a Clue."